Hey everyone, welcome to Making Movies is Hard, a podcast about the everyday struggle of being an independent filmmaker. I'm Timothy Plain. And I'm Ulrich Bursell. Each week we discuss different filmmaking topics and give you our point of view on them, not as experts, but as two filmmakers trying to figure it out for ourselves. Well, we're not going to be talking about filmmaking this week, we're going to be talking about ourselves in this podcast, because today is the one year anniversary. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> It's hard to believe one year, fifty-two episodes. I know it's crazy. It's uh, I yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know really if I thought we would get to a year. I mean, I guess I kind of hoped that we would be doing it for this long, but uh, yeah, it was kind of like it was a hope that it would continue on and we'd figure out a way to make it work. But really, that time when we talked about doing it, it was a little bit like, well. I don't know if it's going to work or if it's going to be interesting, but let's try it and see what happens. Yeah, exactly. Let's see what happens. See if we can do it. See if people like it. See if it's interesting. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think it's proven to be interesting and it's definitely proven that we like it. We, we, we like doing it, you know? Yeah. So that's for sure. That's good. At the very least, we like doing it. Yeah. We like it. So <laughs> that's all that really matters. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking back to that conversation we had. It was, it was a year ago in Palo Alto and we had just finished meeting with the over my dead body team about what to do with that film how to release it and we were walking back to our cars and on the way i forget what we were talking about but we were talking about some sort of like filmmaking struggle and then when we got to our cars you like said to me i've been thinking about a podcast like what if we we did what we do what we're doing right now like talking about our struggles like on a podcast and just share it with people because i'm sure there's a lot of people out there that just want to hear what it's like to, to be in our shoes. Right. And what did you say to me? Do you remember exactly what you said? I don't. I'm, I'm trying to remember what that conversation was. I was hoping that you would have some I, insight uh, into what, what had <laughs> happened. I, I remember being like, or like seeing what you, what we, you were talking about like pretty quickly. I was you like, know, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I would like to listen to that podcast. I just remember you looking at me after I like said this thing that I was like, Oh wow. I don't know if this is, Something he's even interested in that's kind of crazy. And then I remember you just looking at me and being like, yeah, let's do it. I'm in. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? And like, I didn't expect that at all. I thought you'd have questions. I thought you would like be unsure or like say, oh, that's crazy. But you're like, you're like, it's like you, you said something like, I've been thinking about something similar. Let's do it. Sounds amazing or something. And I was like, <laughs> and you're like, let's do a test this week. And I was like, what this week test? What? I have to get a, oh my God. It was like, <laughs> I, it was like going from the idea that I had like maybe a week earlier to like doing it like immediately. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I have a lot to talk about, like, that's just going on with me. But if we want to just focus on the episode, we can just do that, too. I feel like we should. I think we should just talk about what it's been like over the last year, reflect a little bit about where we were when we started, where we are now, how we feel like the podcast has either helped or hurt, and what we plan to do with it in the future. And then we have a few listener questions, too, that I want to get through. Okay, that sounds good. Let's do that. Um, so you say here that we put the first two episodes live on June 14th last year. And right. so this will go live on what, June 13th or something like that? Something like that. Yeah, it's almost exactly a year. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Um, which is awesome. You know, I love it. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. Let me just ask you, like, point blank. Like, how do you feel? Like, when you think of the podcast, what do you think about? Like, how do you feel about it? Um, I feel like it's for, for me and it's like, it's hard 
sometimes it's hard for me to separate like what I'm getting out of it from what other people are getting out of it. But for me, it's like a way to complete a lot of the thoughts that I have during the week. Like I feel like in the past I've had similar thoughts, but I've never really had a forum to just talk about it and continue talking about it and and have some resolution on it. So it's been really great over the last year to just explore some things that I've been struggling with in my head and bring them out into the light and talk to you about it, talk to other filmmakers about it and just get a better sense for like where I, where I stand. Yeah, absolutely. How about you? Um, I, I kind of feel the same way. I feel like sometimes, you know, it takes the things that you're thinking about and you're worrying about out of your head and puts it into like kind of a, a real space, you know, like, yeah. and, and talking it out with somebody, um, I think really helps to like realize what the real issue is, you know, if there is an issue and, uh, it just helps me deal with my problems, you know, and I think it makes me more productive because, you know, I've been talking about like, oh, I got to do this, got to do that. But I feel like, I mean, I don't really know if this is true because ha- I'm not, you know, I can't go back in time and, and do a version where there isn't a podcast. But <laughs> right. I feel like I've been more productive and doing, I've done more since the podcast has been started than before the podcast, you know? Yeah. Why do you think that is? Um, I don't know, man. I think like talking about your filmmaking and talking about what we're trying to accomplish, like makes it more, it's like you're more, um, I don't know. Like I like you're holding yourself accountable in some way, you know? So like you, you're like, you're talking about it. Like I'm doing this. And so it's like, well, then you actually have to do this thing that you're talking about. You know, if I'm saying like, oh, I'm trying to write, rewrite the alternate. If I'm not actively, actively rewriting the alternate, then I'm, you know, then I'm basically just full of shit, you know? I feel like a lot of times we talk about stuff in idealistic terms, like this is what you should be doing, and then you realize you're not doing it, and so you're a hypocrite, right? And so you end up just having to do it because otherwise you're going to be the, the the guy who says you need to do it, but you're actually not doing it. So practice what you preach, right? That's, that's def- for me. I feel like a lot of it. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely the concept, you know, behind it. You know, it's like, <laughs> like what's I think that's what's happening. You know, you're saying like, oh yeah, I want to. This is what my goal is. Maybe you don't necessarily reach the goal itself, but like you at least put some effort into achieving the goal, mm-hmm. you know? So that's exciting. I would say the lesson to be learned there is, I know not everyone's going to have their own podcast, but maybe just finding filmmaking friends and talking to them once a week. Right. If you're out there, listeners or- out there, I don't know how much I hear it, if it, how much this applies to just listening to us talk about it. Maybe it helps. I don't know. Let's go to a question from Alex Kellerman, longtime listener. He's been with us from almost the beginning, yeah. maybe since the beginning. Um, Alex asks, how has the podcast changed your filmmaking or career path? Uh, are you making me answer first? Is this what's happening? You don't have to. I mean, I've, I've already written something down. Um, oh, well, then I, you write, you go with your written okay. thing. I have to think but, about like, it. Very specifically, I remember a year ago after we had met with the Over My Dead Body team about what to do with the film, one of those executive producers had turned to me and said, um, do you think you could make a movie for $200,000? And I said, absolutely no, no, I cannot. <laughs> and now a year later, I've gone from that person that said no to trying to make my own like $100,000 movie. So I feel like this podcast has really shaped my point of view about how movies get made. And I've given up a lot on that kind of 
winning the lottery dream and I've given up on trying to find that producer or trying to get the agent or trying to make that short film that gets a million views and just go straight to the feature and just do it myself. Right. That's probably the biggest thing I would say that's, that's changed in, in what I, it's kind of my focus in my career. And also like a year ago, I was trying to figure out how to get commercial work and a year later I have a few pieces on my reel and now I have people out there that are sharing me with other people and trying to get me work. So that's been a huge change. I don't know if the podcast is really necessarily what made that happen, but I mean, that's been a career change for me. Yeah. Like, like would, if you took the podcast away, would, would you still have, you know, directed the Cisco spot and directed the Cheeto spots or, or not, you know, like yeah, that's a really hard question know. to answer. Yeah, it is. Cause it, in some ways it, maybe having the podcast just made me feel like I needed to push it a little more or just having opportunity to talk to you about it and what I was doing, just kind of voice it out loud and not get too discouraged when I was being told no over and over and over again and just kept pushing. Yeah. Cause you talked about that a lot on the podcast about mm-hmm. your experience, um, trying to go after these commercial jobs and yeah, meeting almost with these from people. episode one. Yeah. And I remember there is a distinct, um, couple episodes, like one, one where you talked about meeting with these people, um, in LA and it going very poorly. And then like, you got the Cisco spot done and then you had like similar conversations with other people in LA. And then it was like the, the hundred percent flip from there. Mm-hmm. And then like, I think a few months later you got, you started doing the, the Cheetos thing and it was like, wow, there's, there's the change. He went from like, <laughs> you know, trying to make something happen to making something happen. And then that now he's doing a, a way bigger, you know, like whatever, uh, campaign. And so it was pretty cool to see that you just achieve your goal. Like, you know, through the podcast or like, you know, as we were doing episodes, it's pretty cool. So how about you? Do you think that this has changed your career path? Oh God, I don't know, man. filmmaking path? I mean, I I always, I I don't think my ideas of how to make my movie have necessarily changed, you know? Um, Maybe some of the the hopes or like the, the thoughts of like, oh yeah, maybe I'll just meet the right person or maybe my movie will just hit online and off to the races I'll go or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think maybe those things have been debunked a little bit through the podcast. Like, yeah, that, that happens for some people, but that's not necessarily going to happen for me and that's okay, you know? Maybe it's sort of that therapy session that we have every week has sort of helped me deal with that and like realize that, you know it's okay to shoot for it and okay to still make movies and like hope that's going to happen. But realizing that that's, you know, that online success is not replicable necessarily. I think Mm -hmm. that I've, I've sort of learned that through the podcast because like, just, just to be a little bit more clear, like I had strange thing, uh, you know, that whole thing I put it online, it got a bunch of hits or whatever. And I kind of felt like, okay, I did that pretty good. But if I just apply myself a little bit more, I could really, really do a great job with it. And then we applied ourselves like probably three times as much on Over My Dead Body to no success. And I thought that that movie had more going for it for to be an online success than Strange Thing did. And then it did worse. And then <laughs> I was like, wow, I, okay. I also think talking to Colin was like a big wake up for me too. Yeah, and, like, he had like millions of views on his film, and we're like, "How'd that happen?" He's like, "I don't know, it just kind of it went up, right?" And, and then, then it happened. 
Right. And then doing the same thing with brother, like thinking, okay, well, I'm correcting mistakes from Strange Thing. And with the knowledge of the Over My Dead Body premiere, let's see what I can do. And I think, yeah, and then that went okay. But I mean, it was definitely like way less than Strange Thing, you know, probably about the maybe a little bit better than Over My Dead Body, you know. But uh, I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, it taught me a lot about that you can't really like expect to get views no matter how hard you try. Like mm-hmm. it's either going to happen or it's not going to happen. And you can try to go after them. You can try to control it. You can try to be your, your own PR agent. You can try to do all that stuff. Um, you know, but it's, it's at some point it's just not, it's either going to happen or it's not going to happen. So I sort of, I think that's one of the things I've learned is that maybe it's better to focus on just you know, the things that you can control rather mm-hmm. than the things that you can't control. Yeah, you know? that's a huge one, actually. Thanks for putting that under words because that, that has been kind of the biggest lesson coming out of this is that there's so many things in filmmaking that you can't control and all those outcomes like getting into Sundance, finding an agent, finding right. a producer, like all, uh, getting a bunch of views online. You really can't control any of that stuff. So all you can really do is focus on your film and make your film the best it can be and that'll give you the best chance at all those other things happening. But if all you're doing is focusing on the goals of what's going to happen after your film is done and then it falls short of those goals, you're going to just feel completely defeated. So in some ways, you just have to give up on all those goals. Just focus on getting your film to be the best it can be and then see what happens. Right. Yeah. But yeah. Like going into this podcast, I thought you were like the expert on online releases because I'd never done it before. <laughs> right. And over the last year, we've done two online releases together. And I've actually released a, an old film of mine online and seen what happens. And it's just was so unexpected. Like the film that I'd that I kind of was sitting on for years and didn't release because I didn't think anyone would care ended up doing better than everything we thought was going to do really well. Yeah. And that was like through (laughs) discovering other avenues to release movies. And then like by you discovering CG bros, I've now released two movies through CG bros and you know, they both haven't done as well as Lone did, but you know, there's still like, you know, I think Strange Thing has something like 30,000 something hits and I haven't checked Brother in a while, but at least over 5,000. So, I mean, you know, that's not like, you know, I just checked Lone the other day because I just put a link on it to the episode that got released today. Oh yeah, and what's it, it up? 75,000. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's, it's still, it's still tracking. You know, I haven't, I didn't also check, uh, Strange Thing to see what it was at now. I just know last time I checked it was around 30. Um, and I, I suspect it's somewhere between, it's probably around 35, I would imagine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, well, then it, you you still win then, okay? Because well, you got the Vimeo <laughs> link and the right. YouTube link, and total combined is more. Yeah, than but I but that's not fair. That's <laughs> that's basically. I mean, if I got onto CG Bros, there, I would beat you no matter what, you know, pretty much. <laughs> and I got on, so yeah. But anyways, but still, seventy five thousand on, on one dedicated uh, link is still better than any of my one dedicated right. links. So and you that still one win. I didn't even push. I, I right. was just kind of, I wrote a few people and got it written up in a few places, but I didn't push too hard because I, I didn't take it super seriously. Right. Whereas over my dead body, it took really seriously. And I thought we were just going to like kill it. Yeah. And it got written up in so many places. I mean, we did so much work to get it out there. And then nothing happened. I was like 10,000 hits first day. No problem. <laughs> and then it didn't even, I think it got like 300 or something. Yeah. Which is crazy. So those are good, good wake up calls. 
How about yeah. like you personally as a person, like how have you changed? Do you feel like you're any more confident as a filmmaker or you're better at talking out loud? Well, definitely putting- better at talking out loud. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I noticed a big difference in, in just my speaking in general after the podcast started, even like a couple months, I just noticed that I, I could you know, get my ideas out a little bit easier and just be more comfortable talking um, either to groups or, you know, just to people in general. Like, I just feel like, yeah, I, you know, like it's just easy for me to just talk, you know, uh, which I don't think it was really that hard in the first place, but I, I mean, I think I've gotten a little bit better at it. And, and I've also just, I do feel more confident as a filmmaker, um, you know, and I wonder, I think half of it's probably from the podcast. And then the last um, six months, I've been doing this Muay Thai boxing thing um, all the time, like four mm-hmm. days a week or whatever. And that's made me really terribly confident, too. But I mean, I think I already felt like before I did the Muay Thai thing, I think I already felt way more confident as a filmmaker. Like, I think, you know, before Brother was released or or even, you know before when I was working on it, I was like, Oh yeah, I made a film, but I'm not really a filmmaker. But like now that I have three shorts online, a fourth one coming, you know, and that documentary I made, I I feel like, yeah, I am a filmmaker, you know, and I I own it. (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, not saying that I'm a genius or that I know everything or that I've got it all figured out, but I feel like confident in my filmmaking ability. And like now, like I've walked on some sets to, to either direct or shoot things recently. And I feel like I just, I just, you know, I just own it. You know, I just feel very comfortable in that space and comfortable talking to actors and comfortable just doing, doing it, you know? Um, I mean, and not saying that like super, Oh yeah, no problem. Like easy peasy, but it's, it's more like, like I've still got that, you know, I'm still, whatever. I'm still worried about, it. I'm still stressing over it, but I feel like I'm more, way more comfortable in it than I, have been in the past, you know, like yeah. directing the rage was like, like it was a very stressful, tough experience, but, um, I felt like really comfortable, um, in what we were doing there, you know, and very like on it, you know, can you attribute any of that to the podcast? I think so. Yeah, absolutely. I think I can attribute to the podcast, just talking about it and talking to you about like, like vocalizing what we do as directors and our, and the episodes we've done where we're talking about directing or, you know, working with actors and like hearing from, uh, that actor who I can't remember his name, but he wrote into us after yeah. our actors episode. I think Will all, Springhorn Jr. Will Springhorn Jr. Yeah. I feel like all that stuff has helped me to, to be a better director and think about it more, you know, and just, I mean, I directed, um, what like three things last year mm-hmm. so i feel like through through that those like three narrative projects and then through the uh the corporate work i've done over the last year i just feel like really really confident in uh in just in that being in that role and knowing what i need to what my what is the most important thing for me to do as the director you know and like focus on that and not get in the way of the crew who are doing all the other wonderful things they're doing, you know? Yeah. I would say that being able to talk about what I believe as a filmmaker and kind of figure out what I believe as a filmmaker has made me more confident because now I know what I stand for. And I think knowing what you stand for and what you believe is like the right way to approach things or what you believe is the way to tell a story or how to work with actors or whatever it is, gives you more confidence once you've kind of defined that. And early out when I was starting 
directing like I didn't really know I was like just kind of going off of instinct and trying a bunch of things out and and still forming my bag of tricks and I think being able to talk about it on the podcast and and recognize what my bag of tricks is just gives me more confidence well let's talk about the podcast itself like what are you happy with with the podcast what do you wish that we did better and how do you looking forward like want to improve on it yeah I don't know I mean I feel like I'm happy with the conversations that we've had, you know, like I feel like they're always really fun and I feel like that there's rarely been times where I walk away from, from a session feeling like it wasn't useful or that, oh, that didn't go well. Like I've maybe mm-hmm. like once or twice I felt that way. Right. Um, so I feel like though that part of it, like the selfish part for us is, is going really well. Like, <laughs> right. Well, we're getting out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I don't know if we're necessarily always, uh, interacting with the audience as much as I'd like or in the way that is, is useful, you know? And I mean, we do interact with them and you're way better at it than I am. Um, but I don't know. I, I kind of just wish that we were reaching more people and that, you know, I don't know. I wish we were growing faster. I mean, I, we're not, but we're not famous people and we don't have famous people on the podcast. And, you know, so I, I don't really know if we can really expect that kind of growth. You know. It's interesting that you brought up celebrities because d- would this podcast work with celebrities or people that you kind of knew their films? Like if we had Jeremy Saulnier on it, could we still make this podcast work or would is he too much of a success to really talk about the everyday struggle of being a filmmaker? Um, that's an interesting question. Because um, <laughs> I know I- there's going to be things that he's struggling with, but is it stuff that we're struggling with the same types of stuff that we're struggling with we're still trying to figure out how to make our first movie we're still trying to figure out how to raise money like what 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 would happen if jeremy solnier came on the podcast yeah i don't know i think we'd probably try to ask about how he made his early movies and how Mm -hmm. he got to the point of being able to make blue ruin you know and probably ask about that and and try to like you know, basically, like, cause I'd want to talk to him about it before the movie came out. Like, if we could go back in time, like, right before it went to Sundance or whatever. Like, if you do it now, it's almost like every other interview podcast that, that happens where they ask about the old stuff, but it's, it, like, you'd said this before. I don't remember, exa- remember exactly how you stated it, but you said something like, you know, once you've made it and then you're remembering the struggles after you've made it, it makes <laughs> right. it really hard to, like, talk about it in a way that's that is actually accurate to what the struggle was like you know because like now that you've made it it's like who cares we've all we all build narratives about how our lives unfold after it's finished and it's easy to make those narratives sound kind of like romantic and um kind of have a certain direction but when you're in the middle of it you have no idea where it's going to end up. And so that kind of feeling of being lost, I think, is what we're trying to get at. And when you've already come out on the other end, you can kind of piece together the narrative of like, this led to this, led to this, led to this, which led me to my success. Rather than, I tried 10 different things, nine of them didn't work, and so I went in the direction of this one that led to this thing that led to 10 other different options, and nine of those didn't work. You know, it's like trying to figure your way out towards that success endpoint is a very different thing than looking back and, and connecting all the dots. Right, exactly. But uh, one one more thing about 
the what I'm happy with about the podcast or unhappy with, but it's I don't know about you, but for me it's sort of like a roller coaster. Like some weeks I'm really excited about the podcast and loving it, and then some weeks I'm like. Oh my God, we have to do this podcast. Like, what are we going to talk about? Like, (laughs) how do I have time? I have to edit this week. How am I going to have time to edit? I'm so busy. So like, it goes in waves of just it being kind of like this thing that's kind of getting in the way of life to this thing that's like, I'm excited to talk about. Oh, I can't wait to talk to Timothy about this. Or I can't wait to, you know, hear what Timothy has to say about this thing that, you know, we're going to talk about or whatever. So it just kind of goes up and down. And, And right now I'm on a very up point in it i'm like really excited about the podcast so but it's it's not always that way um but yeah what about you man like what about how do you feel about the podcast like what do you like and what would you like to change about it i have that same feeling that you do that some weeks it is such a pain to actually put together an outline and get together and talk to you about it once i'm talking to you it's fine Right. <laughs> but that getting to that point is just so painful. There's I, there's been a few weeks where I've just said, should we just skip it this week? And you're like, no, never. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We have to do it every week. That's the yeah. whole, you know, that's our commitment to the, to the listeners, whoever they are, <laughs> you know. I've been really surprised how many topics there are within the main topic of filmmaking. Like I had no idea that we'd be able to fill out a year's worth of episodes like having topics to talk about for 52 episodes is kind of mind-blowing because i remember even just 10 episodes in i was like oh my gosh like we're running out of things to talk about we've talked about directing and acting and producing what else is there and then you just end up finding something especially if you're actively pursuing a career in film within a week's time you're gonna you know, more more than likely just run into something that you want to talk about. Right. And that's kind of how we've been treating the show lately. I think for the first probably 20 episodes, we would kind of come up with topics in advance and then just kind of pick from a list. But now we're just like, what's what are you dealing with this week? What's going on this week? And hopefully that's infusing with a little bit more of the moment than it used to be, rather than talking about things in general. We're talking right. things that are like currently happening. I yeah. think the downside that to that is, is sometimes it's only, it's like a one-sided conversation. Like it's something that you're really dealing with, but I'm not so much. So I don't have much to say or vice versa. Yeah. We usually have enough to chime in, you know, to bring our own opinion to it or whatever. Um, it's harder for me when you talk about a- being an agency producer because <laughs> right, I, I have like no experience as an agency producer. I mean, there are similarities to producing in general, but I can only talk about it on a smaller scale, you know? Right. And that's true. Like, I can feel when I talk about commercial stuff, you don't really have as much to say because it's not something that excites you or that you're really that interested in or have a lot of experience with. But sometimes I can ask good questions. Like, I, I just edited this the episode that airs today, and, and you're talking about trying to find a commercial director. And I feel like yeah. I asked some really interesting questions or, I mean, not the best questions in the world, but whatever. I think, like, it drove, <laughs> it kept the conversation going. Yeah. Good. You know, um, I don't know. What can we do better? Yeah. Um, I mean, I can think of a lot of things that would be better for my life it, with the podcast. Like if we had a producer or like a dedicated <laughs> editor <laughs> right. or something like that, you know, but, um, as far as how what can we do better for the podcast? Uh, I shit. feel like that's up know. to the listeners, right? Right. Yeah. I we're mean, always, we're constantly asking, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? And no one's complaining. So maybe we're doing everything right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, 
I don't know, just I think being able to keep on talking about things that are different and interesting and and not getting to the point that we're regurgitating what we've already said a bunch. And I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, we'd naturally probably do that. We'd probably say some of the same things over and over again just because those are the things that we think are important, you know. But, uh, yeah, I, I think I just want to make sure that we, we stay fresh and that we're – talking about things and doing things on the podcast that are new, relevant, and different, and that people actually care about, you know? Mm-hmm. Did I never listened to the first episodes of uh, What the Fuck with Mark Maron, oh. but I heard that, like, for the first year, he was talking to other comedians and, like, kind of trying to figure out what made them tick, and it was, his, it was all based off of his own self-interest of, like... Because he felt like a complete failure. His comedy career never really took off. And I feel like in some ways, what we're doing right now is similar in that all of our episodes have to do with our own self-interest about like what what we're currently struggling with or how how talking to somebody might help us as filmmakers. Eventually, I think we'll have to break away from that, probably once we've found our own success. And then we'll have to start like either finding guests that we think will help other filmmakers or other or people will find us and say that they want to talk about certain topics. Yeah. I think that's probably the future. I mean, a, a year ago, if you asked me what the future was, it was just having guests on the podcast. And at this point, we've definitely fulfilled that. I think over the last 50 episodes, we've had probably 10 different people on. Yeah, would you say? 10, maybe somewhere between six and 10. I think when I, when I talked to Sayla about it, because our, our next guest for next week, I think I'd said we'd had like seven people on, but I mean, I, I'm not actually counting. I'm just guessing. <laughs> um, you know, I, we've had like Colin on three or four times. So, right. you know, maybe that, that's part of it. it feels like more people because we just had the same guy on a bunch. Um, <laughs> that's true. But, um, yeah, at least six, I think, or seven. I, I, I don't know around there, but, I mean, what, what do you think about that? Like, do you, do you want to have guests every week or more guests or not every week? I think it's important for us to break away from guests and, mm-hmm. and just you and I talk for some reason that that feels right. Right. Um, but I feel like there's times that I just feel like I need to pull in another person and hear what they have to think on something because our experience right. is limited to like a very small worldview. So like, having I, th- I would say like the first few guests were like the most important for me like hearing andrew talk about his experience making feature films and kind of breaking what i had built up in my mind is like the way to approach it was huge having yeah. colin on and talking about like what i had built up in my mind about how you get millions of views on your film and what happens after you get millions of views on your film was huge yeah, I I kind of agree with uh with the idea of having guests on, but not every week, you know. Um, because with a couple, we did have like a a run where we had either two guests or three guests on in a row, and <laughs> yeah. uh, I just missed talking to you. I felt like we couldn't really get the therapy session in that we normally get and really talk about <laughs> right. what we're struggling with as filmmakers. And I feel like. I don't know. I mean, you you talk about this whole thing with Mark Maron, like, you know, it, it's based off his self-interest in the beginning, and that's what our podcast is now. But I think that's what makes it interesting, is that we're talking about things that really matter to us, and so that's what makes the podcast dynamic. Oh, yeah, I think, yeah. I guess you know? my point was that that's how he started, and I think that's a good place to start. I mean, his podcast has done really well. Um 
but I don't think that he's he sometimes he does have interviews where he's you can tell he's still really trying to figure things out like he had um this instance with Lauren Michaels trying out for SNL like way back in the day and he's always kind of held on to this experience that like he totally fucked it up or that Lauren Michaels didn't like him and then he got to talk to him about it oh yeah Um, and that was great I mean whenever it gets personal I feel like it is actually better but I think we're gonna end up hitting a threshold of where we're actually learning new stuff from guests or or there's gonna be that self-interest part it's like yeah we kind of know now what our answer is but there's a lot of people out there listening that don't know what that answer is and we have to keep putting ourselves back in the shoes of like what was it like when we didn't know the answer and how do we ask those questions to to make sure it feels like we're getting the right answer from people so it doesn't just become a um like right. just an interview a pr interview plugging right you know, the, the, that person's career or movie that they're about to release right well, you know, here's the thing, and this is fantastical, but I'm going to just say it anyways. Like, but I imagine, okay, like, let's say as we, we progress in our career and like we both make movies and we probably will talk about making our movies as we're making them. And we'll talk about editing them as we're editing them, I'm sure. Maybe not the whole episodes or whatever, but we'll just, we'll be talking about these things as they're happening. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I imagine a future episode would be really great is like what it's like. What is it like to meet with your first agent? You know, oh, yeah, or like, cool. what is it like to like, you know, talk to an agent, you know, in the prospects of get him signing you on or her signing you on mm-hmm. or whatever? Like, that's something that's going to eventually happen to both of us, I think, probably. And, um, you yeah. know, or we have really... a, a finished feature and we're trying to find distribution. Right. Exactly. Like, what <laughs> is it like to be in the room being like, I finished this movie. Like, will you, do you want to buy it and pr- sell it for me? You know? <laughs> right. And then how do we, how do you get your second feature film off the ground? Once right. you've made your first feature, how do you get your second feature done? That's and true. I, there will be think, like new things to explore. But I just kind of feel like that'll happen forever. Like, like, you know, like people always say that if you're, the, the best people are always learning that if like if, if you really want to grow as a filmmaker and you really want to just keep on making movies forever that like if you ask Martin Scorsese today he'll probably still saying that he's still learning things and he's still growing you know most yeah. likely so I kind of feel like for the rest of our careers we'll be growing and learning and, and changing and I think we'll always have things to talk about that are different as long as we're, op- we're willing to be honest and open about these things you know because I feel like what I've never heard before is is really the honest like open discussion of what it's like 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 those those script notes guys are great like they talk about like what you should do when you're meeting an agent or meeting with a manager or whatever but uh-huh. they 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 didn't really like since it was such a long time ago for them when they met with their agents and managers for the first time it feels like they they can't really give you a clear idea of what it was really like to be in the room for the first time right. with their agent or manager or like what that really felt like, you know, cause they're just, it's so long ago for them and it was a different world back then, you know, but mm-hmm. if it's happening to us while it's happening and, and we can talk about it, I think that'll be like something that people never really hear, you know? So I think it will be really interesting to take it in that direction if and when those things happen to us, you know? Yeah. I like that. That's good. Yeah. We sort of touched on these things, but, you know, do you have any exact hopes for the next year or like anything that you want to plan for the podcast or anything? Oh, uh, or even how about our careers? Right. Yeah, you go first. That was, I think Cameron wanted to hear that. Okay. What's our plan for the next year? I don't have any plans for the podcast. I think I just want to keep trucking with it and just 
do what feels right. For I saw my that career. on there. Just to interrupt you. I saw yeah. that on there, and I was like, "Oh, Timothy has some big plan for the podcast. Oh, what's he gonna say? What's uh, what, what, where does he want to take the podcast next year?" I no, saw that. I thought I that you had some I'm, big idea. No, I'm I'm feeling good about it right now. Cool. Awesome. Um, Go ahead. Sorry. Career wise, I mean, maybe this is a little bit of news for you and everyone else. I've, you know, I was really lost earlier this year trying to figure out like what's next. What am I doing next? Right. Where I am right at this particular moment, and this might change, so keep listening and we'll find out. But right now, I've come to the conclusion that I've proven to myself that I can make a movie. And I'm, I'm happy with my skills as a director. I know I'm not perfect, but I feel like where, where my strengths are, are probably going to be in the storytelling department if I can ever crack that. Like that to me is the only shot that I have at like really, breaking out and succeeding as if I can tell a really good story. Like I'm not the guy that's going to blow your mind with visuals. I don't think What? You know, I'm not the guy that's going to blow your mind with some like unique concept. It's going to be, it's going to come down to, I think like a story, like a really well told story. And so over the next year, like re- where I really want to focus my energy is and finding that story and telling that story the best that I can. And if I can come up with a story that I feel is worth the time and energy, I'll go make my movie. But otherwise, you know, if I just want to direct, I'll just, I can direct commercials. Mm. You know, like to me, if I'm just want to practice the skills at being a director and making stuff, commercials do the same thing as, uh, okayly written short film <laughs> or okayly <laughs> written feature film like okay-ly, me I, like that. <laughs> I really want to do something really 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 good i want i've been really interested in the story for a long time and i think now i finally define like what i think makes a good story maybe wow. i can't voice it out loud but i can i definitely know in my head like what what that is and and what it means and until i can like put that on paper and feel like really confident about it. And I don't know if this is going to mean other people feel the same way about it, but definitely for me, like I I feel like I've never really achieved what I've really wanted to do story wise. And so that's, that's kind of what I'm focusing on now. But when you say that, do you mean that that maybe it won't be a movie? Maybe it'll be a novel or a poem or something else, or I guess that's, that's a possibility right now. I'm still focused on movies and I, I feel like I'm getting to this point where I'm starting to see all these kind of screenplays, uh, 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 like a graveyard of screenplays where I've gotten pretty far with them or like finished them. And they're like, they're decent. They're okay stories. But I'm starting to see now like how I can make them great stories. And hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be able to make them great stories yet. I mean, that's still TBD, but... I think I'm starting to unlock some of the potential that I have within myself and I'm excited to just go go at those stories and see if I can really push them to where they need to be. So like writing scripts or writing rewriting old scripts and writing a new script and then potentially not going after to direct them but just to make them the best script possible and then maybe sell them or something or or are you not even that far yet? Not even that far yet. Wow, interesting. Yeah, I but just you're just focusing it. on story. I'm just focusing on story now. Because I feel like I've been really rushing to make my first feature. And I haven't really like taken a step back and be like, what's the 
or I, maybe what I've been feeling like kind of deep with inside me is like, what's the point? What's the point of making a feature if it's not going to be like the best feature I think it can be? And I, mm. I think I have kind of like gotten to the point where I'm tired of waiting and I just want to make a feature and I'm, and I figure like, well, I'm going to fail. So I might as well just fail and then maybe the next one will be better. And now I'm like, no, don't, don't even say that. Don't even say that you're going to fail. Just find that story and that you think is so good that you're not going to fail. And that's what I felt about Spirit Machine was I really, really, really believed in that script, that story. It was like something I had to do. And I put so much time and energy and money into it. And I don't think I can do that again unless there's something that I really believe in. And right now I don't have that story. So I feel like I need to take a step back and, and find it again. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll take the time, you know, like to write the story and, and really focus on the screenwriting part of it. And then maybe that you'll find the story within that process, you know, and then a year from now, you'll be raising money to, to make it, you know, who knows, or have made it already. You know, I mean, you never know what, ha- what will happen in a year. It's pretty crazy. It is crazy. Um, so that's me. That's you. you. Um, well, I mean, this is this isn't like a hundred percent, but I mean, this is just something that I've been thinking about lately and, and, and just started doing, but I'm actually looking for a, like a full time video production job now. Um, just to, I don't know, kind of see what's out there and see what I can get and see what, you know, what sort of opportunities there are. I mean, not that like the freelance isn't going well or that I'm not enjoying that. It's just like, you know, my wife is, uh, you know, she just wants me to, 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 see what else is out there and uh you know i feel like she didn't it's not she, she didn't she, she didn't tell me that <laughs> to do that but i right. could just tell you know <laughs> and it's been three years of her working full-time and me not working full-time mm-hmm. and so i kind of feel like i need to at least explore with the opportunities of what what's out there so that kind of means a lot of things for the future potentially that like you know if i do take a full-time job like i won't be able to make the movie right away probably mm-hmm. um it's a little bit different when you have a full full-time job and and trying to plan something like that because it's not like you have open pockets of time anymore it's more about being disciplined on the everyday and then setting aside a big chunk of time at some later date (laughs) right with your employer like for me it's like spirit machine i think i took i think it took six weeks off to go make that movie right and so you you just have to kind of plan it a little bit right. more planning, right? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, maybe it would be like, okay, well, if I got a full-time job, then I would, you know, do it for a year and then be raising money and planning the movie during that year um, in my spare time. And then when the year is up, then I hopefully will have most of the budget together and then I can, you know go off and make the movie after the year or maybe I make some deal with my company and then like oh well you're going to take a, a month sabbatical to shoot this thing or whatever or, or or I don't know whatever the situation is but I mean I haven't even interviewed for anything yet I just applied for a few jobs like there's a very good chance I won't even get any interviews so who, who knows you know it's a tough <laughs> right. mark I, I'm feeling really confident about my, my chances of getting a job interview or a couple interviews but I mean I don't know who knows it's, it's a t- there's a lot of people out there and a lot of people with a lot of experience so who knows but I mean that's just sort of a thing I've been doing and that doesn't mean that I'm not also still focused on getting the alternate done and making that happen like I'm still gonna 
put as much effort and time into it as I possibly can if I get a full-time job. It's just uh, going to sort of restructure my life a little bit and kind mm-hmm. of, you know, probably look more like how your life is structured in yeah. some way, you know? Um, Which is so, to say shitty. No, <laughs> no, no I'm just kidding. So. My life is good. <laughs> no, because I mean, I, I feel like one of the things I've struggled with the whole time I've been freelance is like h- how to really utilize the time you have the best because you know, sometimes you have all the time in the world and then it's hard to really get things done when you have so much time, but then you have like no time for like, you know, periods because you just have a whole bunch of jobs all at once. And then it's just really hard to manage your time because it's like, you know, usually like, you know, when it rains, it pours or, you know, you're just trying to find a job, but you can't like, you don't necessarily have a job going on. So then it's, I think it's equally hard to be creative during both those, those things happening. You know, so maybe with like some structure in my life, you know, maybe it'll be easier to be creative, you know? Yeah. Um, well, I'll be interested to see how that unfolds. Let me know how I can help too if you need introductions to local production companies or anything. Well, if you know anybody looking for, you know, a shooter, editor, slash producer, jack of all trades type person, those are the sort of the jobs I've been applying to. Cause there seems to be a lot of need for that kind of person who can just do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, let me know. But, uh, I mean, I, I've been looking at a little bit of bigger companies and, and more focused jobs, but I feel like I'm probably like less qualified for those than I am for the jack of all trades thing. Cause like, that's what I'm really like. I have a lot of skills in a lot of different areas and being able to put that to use, I think is probably the best place for me. Um, but I could also be like a production coordinator at like Lucas or, you know, one of those kind of companies too. Like I also have the skills for that, but I think that's probably a harder job to sell me on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, cause I, I was thinking I, like maybe um, like a, a client direct production company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's, well, that's what I have experience doing. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> it's like a step up from the corporate videos that you're doing, but in right. a very similar field, like clients go directly to these production companies and hire them to, to concept and come up with videos. It'll just be a little bit more on the creative side right. of, of that corporate video spectrum. Yeah, well, that's what I, so that was a company I worked at before, Studio B. That was exactly right, what they yeah. were. They, they were a client direct production company. So, I, I mean, I've been in that world a bunch. And then that's basically what I do on a small scale is I'm, I'm like a client, client direct production company all by myself, you yeah. know? So I think that world would be the world that I, I would fit the most in. So yeah, if you're anybody looking for somebody, let me know. Yeah, but, uh, I know quite a few. Like, luck, luckily I'm, uh, you know, in the, this position where, you know, I don't, it's not like I'm not making money and not having jobs that I don't have. I have like lots of, lots of work, you know? So it's, I don't have to be, I'm not desperate. Like I, I can be picky, you know? Right. So I'm, I'm definitely not going to just take any job. It has to be the right job for the right, you know, salary at the right company with the right people, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to be patient and just see what's out there, you know? But yeah, I'd appreciate any, any help you have would be much appreciated. Cool. Um, well, let's see what happens over the next year with both of us. That's exciting. Absolutely. But still, number one, you mean, whatever job I get, the still the number one thing is still getting the movie made. So yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, well, I have a proposition. Sure. How about we break this episode into two? We'll, okay. we'll sign off now and we'll call this one like the recap. This is like a great recap, I think, of the last year. Okay. Uh, like where we've been, the lessons we've learned, and then we'll we'll have a, a episode 
either call episode 53 or episode 52 part B where it's just listener questions. So the people that don't want the touchy feely recap can just skip straight to the listener questions. <laughs> right. <laughs> and which will be a little bit more on format with what we're used to doing. Okay. And yeah, I have a feeling given how much we talked about this stuff, probably the listener questions will, will take us another hour. Oh, yeah, easy. I mean, yeah. it, it definitely could for sure. All right, everyone. So if you're interested in hearing some listener questions, why don't you uh, listen to the next episode? Um, thanks for listening and, and joining us for the last year of this podcast. It's been an awesome journey, and we love having you guys. I mean, you guys make this podcast even more fun than it already is. I love talking to Ulrich every week, but I also love hearing from you guys. So keep writing to us and tweeting at us. Um, find us on makingmoviesishard.com and, you know, keep it up, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny, like, you know, what we're talking about the ups and downs of the podcast, um, but when you're on a down week or a down whatever moment, uh, like, oh, thinking, oh, how hard it is and you don't have any time, I wish I could just not do this. And then you'll see, like, a, a tweet from Alex Cullerman or, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh jb palmer will send like something over and you know or, or any of the listeners and, and you're just like wow like they they like it they listen to it. they oh, thanks for the great episode it's just like any little thing in the positive that we hear from any listener it's just it gives me so much fuel to get it done and so it's it's really great to see those every week and have you know hear from new listeners and old listeners and it's just wonderful so thanks everybody for for doing that and you know hopefully we keep on making episodes that make you want to say those things to us you know <laughs> right yeah we look forward to spending another year with you yeah all right should i do a f official sign out here or what do you think yeah do it okay. do like an abridged version abridged all right so we already said thanks for listening so we'll skip that part um check out our website makingmoviesishard.com where you can subscribe to our show notes and share your thoughts on the, this episode or send us an email to podcast at makingmoviesishard.com and we'll share it on the show not share it on the show answer a question whatever you guys need us to do and if you like a show like if you like the show tell a friend tweet us out share us on facebook give us an itunes review or even just an itunes rating just help us get the word out so you know more people can find the show and listen to it if they like it and uh, yeah, like we've said a million times, thank you so much for listening. And Timothy, thank you for being the best uh, podcasting partner a guy could oh, ever hope for. Thanks, Auric. I mean, I really couldn't do this podcast without you. And you've taken on so much and you run the social media and you're always tweeting and you're always coming up with new things and putting us out there. And, you know, I just really think that without you, this podcast wouldn't be where it is at all. Or it wouldn't even exist. Like I wouldn't do it if it wasn't for you. So... <laughs> I feel so the thanks. same way. Every time I think about going solo, it's like, I can't go solo. I need Ulrich. Yeah. I would, <laughs> if I was like, if I said, yeah, I'm going to go solo, like it would be dead the next week. There would be we no episode. We should try each doing a solo episode and see how long we can keep it going. Mm, maybe. <laughs> you, you can, you can tell, you can try that and report back to me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's jump over to the listener episode. We'll see you guys there. All right. Bye bye.